Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Scott. Well, hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, the felonious philosopher, Wiley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing uh, doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm a little bit of pain today. Threw my back out. Oh, you threw your back out. How'd you yeah, do that? Yeah. Were, were you lifting weights? No, no. I was yanking on my hose, and I just, you know, pulled my pulled my back the wrong way. <laughs> you were, hold on a second. Did you say you were yanking on your hose? Yeah, yeah. I'd given, uh, given the hose a good yank. Uh, it got stuck in my wife's hole, and I c- couldn't get it out, you know. <laughs> yeah, she was she was using the hose to like make a hole in the ground because yeah. she was planting a uh, which a bottle tree, which is actually a sculpture, you know. So she takes the hose and she you know drilling with water down in there, and she went so far down that she got it stuck in there. So I'm out there yanking like a moron in the you know yanking on my hose in the middle of the yard, and uh, sure enough, pulled my back out doing it. So finally, we had to dig the hose out. You know, her hole was so tight that, uh, you know, the only thing you could do is just uh, burrow it out. So <laughs> just burrow it out. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like like a like a gopher. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty uh, much. More like a mole. It's kind of a star nosed mole is how I like to think of a it. star nosed mole. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That sort of thing. So that's what's been going on with me. But yeah, I, I took some ibuprofen. I'm feeling a little better now. So. OK. OK. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's was that enough innuendos there? <laughs> I mean, I kind of packed in as many as I could get in that story, but that's a true story. Yeah, she was using the hose and damn near she she somehow she drilled down like four feet with that damn thing. And of course, the hole collapsed and it created suction. And I'm sure there was like, you know, eight feet of uh, mud up in the hose, you know. Oh. Yeah, so that's funny, not, dude. nothing, uh, nothing worse than your, uh, you know, in your wife's hole and you get mud in your hose, you know, <laughs> just. It's just so wrong. It's just so wrong. Oh, well, um, it's hard to even go from there. Um, hat tip to John Thompson, though. Um, and I actually didn't remember this myself, but today is a uh, monumental day, I guess you could say, is that today, nine years ago today, was the election, because it was a Tuesday, was the election when I ran for the United States Senate. I like to think of it as Marco Rubio Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should be a national holiday for. It should be a national a, holiday a, for such the, a for great man for the greatness that's known as the Rube, huh? Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, what? Whenever I think about that election, the one thing I think about more than anything else now is the yard sign that I have of Rubio that I've used for target practice. Yeah. And I still own that sign. <laughs> hey, let me ask you, does it feel like nine years or does it feel more or less? Um, it feels it feels like more than nine years. So it, it feels like there's so many things that have happened between then and now. So it definitely feels like way more than nine years. But at the same time, it feels like it was yesterday at the same time, too, though. Like, it's weird to say it that way, but, like, it feels, you know, like, 
what I knew then, even at the end of that campaign and what I know now is completely different. My attitude towards politics then and the attitudes I have towards politics now is completely different. Like, Oh yeah. Like, well, no, 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 you don't want to say complete. Your attitude may be completely different. Your views aren't that much different. Well, my views are way more no government than they were then. Yeah. Like I'm way more of an anarchist now than I was, or maybe whatever word you want to use, voluntarist, whatever. I am definitely more that the government is absolutely not the solution. Right. You know what it is? Hold on. Let me say it this way. Maybe I've. Maybe I don't necessarily feel that much different, but I can explain why I feel the way I feel now more than I could then. Right, right. Philosophically, maybe I read the right books. I don't know. So I had federal jury duty on Tuesday. It would have been on Monday, but obviously uh, Veterans Day. Yeah. I uh, got pushed back a day. And, uh, you know, it, it, as, as an anarchist, <laughs> this is one of those things that I'm so torn on because um, I was excited about it, uh, mainly for the opportunity to, uh, you know, nullify a, a bad law. But by the same token, it's also, you know, annoying and agitating and terrifying simultaneously. Because when you think the way I do, there's always a chance that you're going to say something that is going to get you in contempt of federal court, which is not a good thing to, to be in. Yes. You yeah. know, so going into the deal, you were a little apprehensive. To I, begin very with. apprehensive, very apprehensive to begin with. So um, anyway, I get there and uh, oh God, I, I, I could go into a whole story about the park. Should I tell the parking story? Oh, you no, no, no. The, the whole thing, right, the right. whole thing. So they, they tell Actually, you, Actually, you're missing the first part about, okay, so they called you initially you had to call in each time. To oh, see yeah, if you were yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, they, well, they send you a letter first and then they tell you this is your juror number. You have to call on after 6 p.m. on this date to find out if you need to report the following Monday. So the first time it was like two weeks ago. So I call on Friday. Do you actually talk to someone? No, no, it's a recording. OK, so you just go through the process um, and you put it you type in your jury juror number and they tell you whether to report the following day. And so the first Friday I say, you know, do I have to report on Monday? They say no. They say call back tomorrow, uh, Monday night at 6 p.m. to find out if you report on Tuesday and call in on Monday night. No, you don't have to report on Tuesday. Call again on Friday. And this went on for like two weeks. And finally, um, I call and they say, yeah, you have to report. So. They send you this thing. They tell you what to do. They, uh, you know, tell you to park at this specific parking garage. So I get there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about uh, ten minutes ahead of the time. So if if everything went right, I would have walked in ten minutes early. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing you want to be early for. Yeah, well, I you think I get to the Twig Street downtown Tampa parking garage, and it's at the uh, uh, Sam Gibbons Federal Courthouse. So I get to the Twig Street garage, which is one of the places they told you to park, which actually is like ten blocks away from the courthouse. I don't know why they tell you to park there, but um, so as I'm pulling in, the uh, uh, lot attendant is coming out and putting the cone out, saying, "Nope, sorry, we're full." So I'm like, oh, "Okay, shit." Just before you get up there, right? And it's it's you know it's nine a.m. Uh, it's supposed to report at nine fifteen. It's nine a.m. <clears throat> on Tuesday morning after a holiday weekend in downtown Tampa. So traffic is just nuts. So I'm driving around looking for a parking spot. I get about another four blocks out, finally find some street parking, park on the street. This is downtown Tampa. Downtown Tampa, right. Yeah, so, you know, everything's full. Um, so I go to the meter, and, uh, you know, it's and, and now I'm four blocks further away, so it's taking me more time. Um, so uh, I go to the meter, and it's one of those stations where the the – 
the spaces all have numbers and then there's a machine. You got to put the money in or the card in. Mm -hmm. So I put my card in. Okay. Not reading the card. I'm like, oh shit, this strip must be bad. Let me get another one. Put the card in, not reading the card. Yeah, I'm I'm checking for a skimmer. There's no skimmer. You know, I thought maybe it was something like that. Yeah. So I go back to my car and I happen to have a big bag of quarters in my car just for this eventuality. Grab a handful of quarters, go to plug quarters in. The slot is jammed. I can't put a quarter in there. So I'm like, I go back to my car and put the quarters in. I'm like, fucking, I'm just illegally parking because now I'm not going to be late for federal jury duty. So I walk the. Hold on. You're trying to figure out which crime is less is going to cost you less at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to figure out which way the government fucking me is going to be the least painful. Okay. Yeah. And at this point, I have no other option. Uh, My options are plug the meter, which I cannot do, which is government taxing me. Um, Get a ticket, which is government fining me or be late for jury duty, which is potentially government jailing me. Yes. So not good options all the way. So I say, all right, the ticket is my best option at this point. Just get to court on time. Yeah. So I do get to the courthouse. I'm actually about 10 minutes late because I had to walk 14 blocks. Um, and uh, But fortunately, it was a hurry up and wait situation. So I, I really wasn't late. It wasn't a problem there. Um, you do have to, of course, take off your belt and all that and go through the metal detectors. Oh, and, what a you pain know, in the uh, Show your ID and all that stuff. Um, you know, it would have been nice a few years ago back Lift when your I, balls and move your sack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would have been nice if I didn't have an ID a few years ago, they would have turned me away and I could have got out of jury duty for it. But yeah, that, that probably would have been contempt too. But, um, so anyway, we, we sit around them and, and I'm in a pool with, there's only one case, uh, that day. So there's only one trial that day, but they called about 50 people. Okay. Um, actually, they probably called about 60 and about a dozen didn't show up. So there was there was about, I, I think I counted, there was like 48 people in the room. Okay. What was interesting, though, is it was predominantly middle-aged white folks. Almost. Pre- predominantly. Almost exclusively. Yeah. So, hold on. So, how many people weren't white? Uh, six, seven. So, out of 48 people. Right. Only six or seven of them weren't white right it was not a uh, a very demographic representation of the population of the community in, yeah in, in the tampa area yeah no and not at all so so what do you attribute that to i just luck of the draw because they go off the voter rolls so you know it, it's just probably just statistical probability i don't think that there was any um anyone saying oh let's just get middle-aged white people for this i think it was just a statistical randomization that well do you think turned some of but do you think some of it has to do with who was able to get out of the federal jury duty uh, ahead of time they like it would be a hardship for some of those other people well there was the opportunity because you have to fill out a jury questionnaire beforehand so there was the opportunity to say i have a hardship here's my hardship and maybe you're excused but i did not go through that process even though i probably could have stretched it into a hardship and the reason i didn't is because if you claim a hardship you just go back into the you're just postponed. Yeah. So all they're doing is postponing and in six weeks you're going to get called again. So I'm like, you know, it's not going to be any better for me, you know, down the six weeks down the road. Okay. So I might as well just, you know, tough it out. Just do it now. Yeah. And and like I said, part of me wanted to do it to have this experience. So anyway, so we're, we're in there and it's it's hurry up and wait. And, and uh, eventually we do go up to the courtroom after about an hour. So they are going to move ahead with the trial and everything's, uh, you know, they're going to go through the voir dire process and select jurors. 
Uh, so they take us upstairs actually to the courtroom where the judge is seated there. The uh, defense and the prosecution is all there. And so is the defendant. The defendant is actually there. And the judge tells us at that time that it's a, uh, it, the defendant was a black male in his, uh, I'm going to say his mid-30s. And uh, he was accused of sexting a minor. Of sexting a minor. Yes, he was having inappropriate um, communications via the internet and text messaging with a minor, uh, a female minor, under the age of 16, I believe. Okay. Um, so that was the charges. Okay. So the first thing that they do is they ask again, does anyone have a hardship? Um, and... You know, at this point, people were standing up and saying, yes, I'm a caregiver. Yes, I got a work thing, blah, 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 blah. You know, all the reasons they have a hardship. Um, and some of those people actually got excused around lunchtime. About half of the ones that claimed a hardship actually got out with a hardship. OK, um, but they're still back in the pool, though. Yeah, they're, they're going back in the pool. Yeah. Um, unless they're excused, you know, permanently. And I, I think a couple of them were. Um, so at this point, after they go through the hardship and they say, is there any reason that uh, anyone else in the room believes that they cannot serve on this jury? And at that point, everybody had a number. So it wasn't a you know name situation. It was a number situation. Even though at, at one point you had to say your name so people could associate the name with the number. Um, but still, I was juror number 35. So uh, when she says, is there any reason that anyone here feels that they couldn't serve on this jury? I raised my card. And she says, all right, number 35, uh, what's, what's your reason? Um, and uh, I said, uh, Your Honor, and I'm, I'm looking at my notes here because I want to remember exactly what I said. Hold on, notes that you weren't allowed to take, by the way. Uh, you weren't really supposed to be taking any notes. Oh, by the way, you can't have any electronic devices. So there was no computer, no phone. I don't wear a watch, so I had no idea what time it was all day, as did most people there. It's funny. Nobody wears a watch anymore, so none of us knew what time it was. That's funny. Without our phones. but So I stood up, and you know, after the judge asked, is there any reason someone feels they can't serve on this jury? And I said, Your Honor, constitutionally, I don't believe that the federal government has criminal jurisdiction outside of uh, District of Columbia. Uh, therefore, I would be forced, under the premise of nullification, to acquit regardless of the facts of the case. You know, I, I would have no option but to, but to acquit. And uh, she, the, the judge goes, and she's serious at this point. Um, she goes, are you an attorney? I said, no, Your Honor. She, and then she got a little cocky with me. So then, you know, what makes you think you're an expert on the Constitution? You know, like that. And I thought, and this is a point I thought where um, I could just say, uh, Your Honor, I'm, I'm not an expert. I, you know, just my feelings. Or I could whip my dick out. And you decided to I decided to whip my dick out. And I said, Your Honor, um, well, I, I was the t uh, 2014 candidate for governor of the state of the uh, great state of Florida. And uh, I am the former chairman of the Libertarian Party of Florida. And in some circles, I am considered an expert on the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> and to her, and I thought, this is the point where I'm either getting thrown out or going to jail. Like right off the bat. <laughs> right now. And uh, she goes, Oh, okay. Thank you. Just kind of let it go. Like, no, no. She actually like was like, eh, that's semi-legit. To her credit, she was like, yeah, I, I, I can see where you might have an argument to that. Okay. Um, and, you know, my argument was that the I actually said this to her. I said, yeah, I believe that that in this particular matter, the state of Florida should be prosecuting. The, the federal government has no jurisdiction in this. 
Yeah. And I guess their concept was that because it was across an FCC regulated device, mm -hmm. so across the internet or using a cell phone or something like that, now the federal government has jurisdiction, which is bullshit. Which is complete bullshit. So, so anyway. Even, uh, here's the thing, though. Remember, <laughs> and this is the funny part. You're, you Last week's episode, we specifically talked about how much you detest you know, pedophiles. Right. Oh, yeah. This is a case where they're not accusing the person of pedophilia, but this is like the, the gateway to pedophilia. It's like, yeah, it's definitely a stepping stone. Yeah. Definitely a stepping stone. But um, even then, you're like, wow, the federal government really doesn't have any jurisdiction to do this. This should be done in the state government. Well, here's the thing. If this was, if I was a juror on a state uh, court, um, again, I'm an anarchist, so it's still, you know, there, there's still that question there, but... By the same token, I wouldn't have a problem uh, convicting this guy if the facts of the case prove that he did what they said he did. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem convicting the guy. Uh, you know, I actually I might because he didn't actually do anything. He just talked. So it, the, the facts of the case would matter, but I wouldn't have this position where I would automatically have to acquit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I wouldn't be in that spot. So anyway, I thought, of course, I was going to be excused. And now the judge just, you know, went on next. Um, and then they make you go through, then the next process starts. And that's when you have to, they give you a questionnaire and you have to stand up and you have to answer the questions. The questions are state your name, where you're from, how long you've lived there. Uh, tell us about your spouse. Tell us about your kids, what they do. What do you do? What's your level of education? Um, have you ever been in court before? Um, if so, why? <laughs> okay and this so is where it gets awesome well and, and here's the thing is you know people are revealing a lot of very personal information i mean you're in a closed room but it's all being recorded for the the court and yeah you know and you're saying your name so anyway. and you were told you can't lie yeah we're under oath we were sworn in so we are under oath so any lie at this point or even an omission and they specified this if you omit something it's perjury yeah. You're committing federal perjury. So they're scaring the crap out of you right off the bat. Well, and it's true. I mean, you go to jail for perjury, uh, you know. Um, so if you're president, you get impeached for it. <laughs> so anyway, so of course I say Adrian Wiley, tell him what I do, tell him how long, where I live, blah, 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 blah. Um, I get to the point of education. I say 10th grade education, which I thought was funny because I was the least educated person in the room and the best dressed person in the room. That's funny. Because <laughs> yeah, you wore a suit. Of course I wore a suit. But you, how court. many people how many people other than you wore a suit that were in the jury pool? There was one other guy wearing a sports jacket and a tie, but I he was wearing it like with uh, khakis and it was it was he was dressed professionally, but, but it was wasn't all, wearing a suit. But it wasn't a suit. So I was the only guy there in a suit. Oh no, I take it back. There was a, one other guy in a suit and he was uh he was a uh, the former cop and uh, retired colonel from the Air Force. Okay. So um, anyway, so uh, the uh, I get to the, that part about education, say 10th grade education. So I get to court. I say, Your Honor, I've been in court. And it says, were you a witness? Were you a, a defendant? Were you a plaintiff? Blah, 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 blah. And I said, Your Honor, I've been in court many, many times, uh, you know, as a plaintiff, as a defendant, criminally and civilly, uh, you know, it, basically anything. She says, okay, well, tell me about the civils. And I said, yeah, a variety of business deals, political jurisdictional issues, Things like that. Been both a plaintiff and a defendant. Uh, what about the criminal? I said, and this was the part where I said, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna <laughs> screw with her a little bit again. Yeah. Just to see here. I said, well, Your Honor, uh, on uh, on several occasions, I was uh, uh, tried for being in willful and intentional violation of Florida Statute 322.03. 
and which is Florida driver's license yeah, statute. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I thought, because my thinking was she's a federal judge. She okay. doesn't know this. She's probably not going to know the statute. And I just wanted to see what her reaction is to if she would ask a follow up question. And if so, I was going to tell a story, you know, um, and if not, I was just going to let it go. And, and she didn't ask a follow up question on what that was. Um, and the, the guy who was actually the other guy in a suit turns around and goes, yeah. I know that statute because he was a former cop because he's a former cop. Yeah. Um, and uh, she said, what was the outcome of those cases? I said, convicted all three times. <laughs> 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 and. Uh, so uh, anyway, and again, at this point, I thought at any, I'm going to be, just they're just going to come and grab me and say, you're, you're done. Don't yeah. worry about it. And unfortunately, that still didn't happen. Now, like three guys down, like juror number 38 um, stands up. And this guy, uh, we're, we're really not supposed to be talking to each other, but you're talking a little bit, just, you know, weather type stuff. This guy remerts, reminds me of Burt Kreischman. The machine, yeah, the, the comedian. Machine. And if you haven't ever seen him, oh my God, hilarious comedian. But this guy is funny. And so he's going through it and he's saying, yeah, I've been in court uh, before as a defendant. And and uh, the judge goes, what was the situation? He goes, well, I beat up this really big biker. <laughs> and he's like holding his hand over his head to emphasize how big this dude was. And uh, the the judge goes, uh, and uh, w- the outcome of that, did it uh, did it affect your opinion of the court in any way? And he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it did. And she goes, what was that? And he hesitates for like a really long time. And he mm-hmm. goes, permission to speak freely, Your Honor? <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, here it comes. And she goes, of course. And he goes, the system's broken. It's just this whole system is broken. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> speak truth to power. And then a few more jurors down. There's this pregnant woman, and she is pissed, man. She is, she is pissed to be there. I I thought they're gonna hold this chick in contempt. If she wasn't like five months pregnant, they would have held her in contempt. Yeah, because she was just like having nothing to do with any of it. And she goes, "I agree with that other guy. This whole system is broken." And she had to go in this story about how her husband, her ex-husband, was a bank robber. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wait! Oh god! The stories some of these people told were just insane. And because it was a case of a sexual nature, they were asking people, have you ever been molested? Have you ever been involved in a case like this? Um, you know, has anyone in your family ever been uh, involved in uh, you know any type of things? And people were telling these stories that were just tragic and heartbreaking and very, very private. And they were forced to tell them in court. I mean, the, the process was, it went on for like four hours. Yeah. This was a very long questioning process, and they question everyone. And the judge would ask a question, has anyone ever been in a situation like this? And if you had, you had to raise your card. And if you raise your card, they went around with the microphone, you know. (laughs) So everyone had to give their little confession about what it was. So we all had to to give various confessions. Fortunately, I've never had me or anyone in my family involved in any, um, you know, type of sexual type problem like that rape or molestation or anything like that um so there was none of that but a lot of people have so further down the line you know they're asking a bunch of questions and i'm i keep raising my card you know does anyone have a problem with this 
Um, and I would raise my card and explain, you know, Your Honor, like I said before, I believe because the, you know, the the government has no jurisdiction in this matter. Therefore, they have no standing. Therefore, I would have no choice but to acquit. And I must have said this like two or three times. So finally, I raise my card after she says one thing. I'm like, Your Honor, look, I'm an anarchist. I don't even believe the federal government should exist. Therefore, my answer is pretty much always going to be the same. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> she says, okay. And so. Like, hold on, hold on, real quick, though, real quick. So, but the judge is being cool, though. Totally cool. Was yeah. it a guy or a girl? It was a black woman. Yeah. Okay. And she was she was cool. I mean, she uh, very respectful, um, you know, with everyone. And if anyone felt something was too personal to talk about in public, she would allow them to come up and explain. But to they her. still had to explain it, though. Oh, they still had to explain it. All right. Yeah. And there were some things. Uh, and like at one point, for example, oh, God, they asked the question. Um, uh, has anyone does anyone have a has anyone in this court or anyone have a family member? friend or acquaintance who is currently under investigation <laughs> by the federal government. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, me, no family, no friends, no acquaintances. Oh shit. So I raised my card. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Number 35. Yes. Number 30. Uh, yes, your honor. I'm, uh, uh, acquainted with, uh, Roger Stone, who is currently under investigation in the, uh, federally for the Trump impeachment thing. And she's like, Okay. <laughs> Duly noted. Noted. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so like, and it, there were a couple more questions. And, and like one of the, finally the question that got it was like, and it was probably a sting operation. The The defendant was probably never sexting an underage girl. It seems like by the questions they were asking, at all times he was te- texting an FBI agent. I got you. So it, because one of the questions was like, would you have any problem with a undercover uh, FBI agent impersonating a minor in order to, um, you know, have a communication with a, you know, it, it, that sort of thing. I, I don't remember exactly what she said. And uh, at that point, I, of course, raised my card. And, it, you know, she says, yes, number 35. I said, Your Honor, do I have to keep answering? And she goes, no, 35. We get where you're coming from. <laughs> And so, but still, it, it just went on and on and on um, until about, uh, you know, 4.30 in the afternoon. And finally, they, you know, let they released everyone into the waiting room and then called us back. And they only called, you know, 14 names and that was it. And everybody else was released. But, you know, in leaving there and processing out and filling out the forms to get reimbursed and all that, <coughs> people were saying, God, thank you for being there because you just made my day to me. You know, and I had like uh, Bert the machine. <laughs> I have no idea what the guy's real name is, but I'm just calling him that. Was like, dude, you were so awesome in there. She's like, I'm going to the bar tonight, talking to all my boys. I'm going to tell them all about you. I said, well, hey, listen to the podcast, nice. you know. Nice. And I even had one old lady said, now I want to be an anarchist. <laughs> like this little old granny lady who did was like the pure as the driven snow in the courtroom and was like, you know, I, I really, I'm just excited to be here and I've never experienced, I've never been in a courtroom before. And like, now she's like, I want to be an anarchist. So, but I am having a little bit of a personal dilemma right now. I, I, and I called you up the other day about it, but I'm having a second amendment dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm not really, like, I don't want the government to do anything about this, but I am. You keep saying that, but you do. But, but I don't really, though. Yeah, okay. Well, statist, why don't you tell us a story, right, so, statist? So, the other day, and this has happened before. This is not the first day that this happened, but 
the other day I'm at my house and I'm hearing gunshots and I'm hearing a lot of gunshots. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And Danielle told me that the reason that I'm hearing gunshots is that there are duck hunters that are around the marshland, whatever you want to call it behind my house. So behind my house used to be a lake. Well, I wouldn't say used to be. It still is a lake. It's lake-ish. Yeah. But it used to be naturally fed with a spring. It is no longer fed with that spring. The spring has been diverted for drinking water. So the the level that it used to be at went has gone down tremendously. And so now it's just kind of a it's it's just a, a, a marshy area. Now it also used to be a bird sanctuary, but I guess it's no longer a bird sanctuary anymore. So the other day I'm hearing gunshots and I'm like, what the hell's going on? So finally I'm like, you know what? Let me go find let me go investigate the situation and go find out and go talk to these people. So I went over and found the three hunters that were there. And I was unarmed and I went over to talk to these guys and come to find out like they knew the law. So legally they're allowed to be there doing this, but I do live. I don't live in the country. I live in a residential neighborhood. I mean, I know I live in Hernando County, so I guess kind of Hernando County isn't, you know, it's not Pinellas, but it's not like, you know, the houses are right next to each other. The only way they can even get access, like I can't buy this piece of property. So I am forbidden from owning this piece of property because the county owns this piece of property. The lake you're talking about. The, the, yeah, the, the marsh, whatever. The only way that these people have access to it is because the county owns an access point. An easement. An easement. So they own an easement and that's how they can get away with this. The only reason, and the county was only supposed to own the lake, but because they've drained the lake... Technically, the line in which they own now has some um, land as well, like dry land, not just the marshland. Even though, oh, I will say, in all fairness, these guys were in the water when they were shooting for ducks. Um, but I, I, I just I couldn't believe that these guys were out here in a residential neighborhood like duck hunting. Okay. And I want them to not do this. Okay. However, I do realize that Technically, they're allowed to do this. They haven't really shot anybody other than the ducks. I don't know how they're going to get the ducks either. Like, I don't even know that part. Because Retrievers? No, 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 it doesn't. It's in the, like, you can't, are they going to swim over there? Uh, usually, they have dogs for that. I don't think these guys had any dogs. Hmm. I didn't yeah, see Yeah, maybe dogs. they're going to wade over there and get them. Maybe. So I went over and talked to the guys, and they, you know, again, they, they explained that they knew the law, and they were real nice about it. Let me just say this. They weren't dicks. They were nice. And they were polite about it. They said they knew the law, but they're allowed to be here. They came in through the easement. They, they, they knew it. And then the conversation ended and it ended when I, when I asked them, like, what if you, you know, basically what would you do if I was in your backyard shooting? Because it's like, you're in my backyard shooting, you know, shooting off, like, you know, whatever. Hang on a second. When you say in your backyard, how far away are they from your house? 75 feet. Oh, they're like right there. Oh yeah, no, dude, no, 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 dude. Like, okay, so you know, behind <laughs> my house, you have that tree line. You know, you know, you know how you right. go yeah, over yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. on the other side of the access point. That's where they were. Well, I don't know where the access point is. The access point you can see right, like when you look at my backyard, right to the left, right there. Mm-hmm. That that left that wooded area right there. Right, that's the access point. Okay, on the other side of the access point, in the next property over, right. In on the bottom part of that house, that's where they were. So your next door neighbor, like directly behind your next door neighbor's house, yes, seventy five feet away from their, their lot line. Yeah, ah, oh, yeah, I'd have a problem with that. 
Like that was it was right there. That's where they were. Right. Now don't get me wrong. I went and looked. Their aiming direction that they were aiming at was not towards my house. It was perpendicular. It was aiming towards the lake part. So I mean they were looking at it from where they were standing at what's the least amount what's the least chance you would have of shooting somebody's house? Right. They were shooting that direction. And yeah, and they're shooting birdshot, which isn't going to go all that far anyway. And yeah, you know, so if they're shooting out over the lake, that's got to be a, you know, what is that? A hundred acre lake? Something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, that's that I wouldn't be concerned about, you know, any, any, any rounds coming your way, any pellets coming your way. Yeah. I wouldn't be concerned about that at all. I didn't. And I didn't. and, And when I went over there to look, I didn't think so either. And I know these people have had the cops called on them several times already. Right. But the cops are like, you know, nothing can do about it. Like they're allowed to do this. They're, right. they're because the, the and again, this is one of those things that's like it's a county problem. Like, you know, like we can't buy that piece of property behind us. Like we can't buy it because the county owns it. And you can't shoot them. And you can't shoot them. Right. You know, I, I did find it funny though that you can shoot off weapons in my backyard and not, you know, no problem will happen to you. But if you're protecting your family in your front yard by holding a gun on the side, <laughs> right. you will be arrested. Right. Yeah, like uh, the irony—that's government. Of, the the irony of that was not, you know, was not glossed over. Well, did you explain to these guys what dicks they're being, Adrian? As a matter of fact, I said, "Do you guys realize what a bunch of fucking dicks you are?" Exact quote: <laughs> "You guys realize what a bunch of fucking dicks you are by coming here and shooting off in a residential neighborhood." And I said, well, what, you know, what would you think if I did it in your backyard? Well, I don't know if they're allowed to do that in Bradenton. And I go, you're from Bradenton? And I walked away. Like, I was like, you know what, man? Right. How in the hell did you get to Spring Hill in Hernando County from Bradenton? Like, what in the, like, what? Right. So I just walked away at that point because I, I realized that I was probably going to lose my mind because I just couldn't believe that these people were from Bradenton. So hang on a second. So on this property directly behind your house, mm-hmm. it's fully legal to shoot. During duck season. During duck season. Yes. Okay. Is there any limitation on the types of firearms you can use? I don't know. I haven't looked up the law for that. Okay. Well, the next time they show up, let's just get a bunch of people to go out there with ARs and shoot right next to them. <laughs> that should solve the problem. Well, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> because it'll get rid of the ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what we thought of as the solution to this. Okay. So what what our solution to the problem is. Abolish government. Well, okay. Hold on. I I can't get all that done at one time. Why not? Well, because that has to be kind of everybody's got to agree to that one. Yeah, I guess that's true. So first off, they were doing this at like six in the morning. Right. Which is just total total dick. Total dick. But here's what I'm going to do. What assholes, man. Yeah, I know. So here's what I'm going to do. I have the DJ equipment. Right. The big speakers. So I am going to bring the big speakers out there <laughs> to, the, to, the, to, the, to the edge of my property, and I'm going to plug them in, and I will, for like every 15 minutes, I will play 20 seconds of death metal. <laughs> because what happens is, is that when they shoot, the duck, ducks all fly away, and then but they come back. Right. So I'm going to keep doing that and keep just blaring out death metal for 15 seconds. Well, hang on a second. You should just get a recording of of gunshots, you know, and set it on a loop to play every five minutes. Oh, 
You know what? That's probably a better idea. Yeah, and just you know, so the the birds will you know they won't even come back. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, unbelievable, man. And here's the thing: they're from Bradenton. Yes. Okay. So they drove, and they were kids, and they they drove six counties to well, one, two, three, four. They drove four, four counties to be here. Yeah. Okay. Um, if if you're gonna drive five county distances, there's about ten thousand different places you can go duck hunting. You know what I'm saying? In any direction from Bradenton, mostly east and south. I hear you. I, look, here's the thing. I don't Why know. would you come to a neighborhood in Hernando? Because nobody else is. I guess. Like it's probably because it's it's easier to get the ducks in that neighbor in this neighborhood. Hmm. Like I, I'm sure that you know nobody else is doing it other than these a holes. Yeah. Now they've been doing it for a little while though. But normally, like like I said, it takes a lot to wake me up in the morning. But like, I'm getting to the point now where it's kind of it's it's very irritating. And they're right? doing it every weekend. During the week, man, this is not a weekend thing. Like, oh, they're okay. doing it during the week. Oh, like it's like a it's a it's a Tuesday, right? And how many times they've done this now? That I can remember, I think four or five. Really? Yeah. And the last, have they been back since you talked to them last time? I didn't hear anything. Oh well, that's good. But I was gone on Friday too, though. Like I was, I was at work on Friday. Yeah, maybe so. you ran them off. You know, I wasn't. Now here's the thing: like I wasn't a dick. I I really wasn't a dick. I but I was like. I tried to be like civil and have a, a civil conversation with them. And in fairness to them, they were civil back. They didn't really, you know, they didn't give me any problems and they weren't overly dickish. I mean, they weren't really dickish at all, but they were just kind of like, well, we're allowed to do this. So, you know, yeah, government. if you want to call the cops, you can, but you know, we're allowed to do this. And, you know, and my argument was never with them that you shouldn't be allowed to do this. It's almost like you right. shouldn't do this. Right. Exactly. Yeah, this isn't about law or, or getting the police involved. This is just about, you know, common decency. Like, Why are you doing this in some like. And the only reason they are doing it is because of laws, because if. They're uh, allowed. Yeah. If 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 it wasn't for laws, you or your neighbor or somebody else would own that property and they could run them off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean. It is county-owned property. That is true. Actually, if there were no government, it would just be you would be able to defend that property because you're staking claim to it right now, (laughs) (laughs) which is the the best way to do it. No one would go back there when you were surrounded by a bunch of other houses. Right. You wouldn't. You just wouldn't think to do that. No, you wouldn't because you wouldn't have the protection of well, it's legal. Yeah. You know. Well, guess what? (laughs) When you're when you're messing with people like that and and really you know uh, bothering them. Uh, you would expect it to something to happen like that, you know? Yeah. You would expect to have some some type of repercussions from the people whose, uh, you know, uh, lives and property you're disturbing. Yeah. So. But I did have I did have a personal dilemma with this, and my personal dilemma was is that if you're fine with the Second Amendment and you're fine with the 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 inherent right to bear arms, no matter what, under any circumstances, anywhere then should you really complain if somebody's shooting guns in your backyard or not not like behind your house i should say it wasn't in my on my property so like should you have a problem with this and part of me was like yeah and part of me was like well no 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 no, no. I, i'm i'm as second amendment as you get and no i totally have a problem with that like i just think you shouldn't you not shouldn't there. do it you just shouldn't do it there yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, like, I mean, if anyone's doing that, it's you and your neighbors with talking to your neighbors and say, hey, I'm going to go out and shoot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That would be more appropriate. It would be respectful. Right. 
Yeah. Be, just because there's a law or there isn't a law doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to not be a dick. That's the biggest problem I have with so many of the laws is that people replace law with what's right. Yeah. And they're they're very rarely the same thing at all. I mean, there's a handful that, you know, yeah, don't murder, don't rape, don't steal. Okay, yeah, those are moral laws. Pretty much everything else is just stupid bullshit. Yeah. You know, so if if, if people are just somewhat respectful to each other, then you don't really need a whole bunch of laws. And if you don't have laws, the people who aren't respected, respectful of others' uh, rights, generally get taken care of pretty quickly. One way or another. Yeah. Call it karma, call it whatever. It works out pretty well. Yes. Yes, it does. You know, but what we really need is we need a bomb. We need bombs that have seeds in them for trees. Fucking this guy, man. I know. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. That might actually work now that I think about it. Well, no, that's I mean, a good way to do it. It's the only yeah. way, way to do it. do it because, again, we've lost perspective on proportion of what a trillion actually looks like. Yes, yes. <laughs> in fact, I'm not 100% certain that there are a trillion trees. No, I don't know. Uh, I I think there is. I do think there is. I mean, worldwide, probably. Yeah, worldwide. Trillions are really big I number. No, it's a huge. Well, number. first of all, first of all, first of all, um, when you say a trillion, you are thinking one thousand billion, okay? Because technically, a a, a trillion mathematically would be um, one billion billion. Right. Okay, which is an an impossible number for that number of trees to exist. So if we're talking about thousand, hundred thousand, million, then the next subset billion, is billion, then, then trillion. trillion. It is possible that there are a trillion trees right. when you use the economic formula. Right. But if you're using the actual metric form of numbers, right. which I, I hate that there's two different numbers. And again, again, because people have no understanding of scale, right. that is is actually insignificant to most people. Right. (laughs) Even though you're literally talking about 10 to the power of 12 difference in the size of the number. Yeah. But anyway, so Trump wants to plant a trillion trees, huh? Well, so what he did was he announced that the United States is going to join the Trillion Trees Initiative launched at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. So in Davos, Switzerland, they had the World Economic Forum, a bunch of, you know, world leaders there. Trump went there. Um, and he announced that he's going to be he's going to have America be a part of this one trillion tree initiative. And the reason for the initiative, it's to absorb carbon dioxide okay. in order to combat climate change. First of all, if you add a trillion trees, I have a I have a sinking suspicion that you're going to cause famine. I really think you will. No, no. Well, here's the thing. So they've actually taken this into account. So the, the people that put this- because and let me just go through that thought. If you if you take up that much more land for a trillion trees, yeah. you're going to be destroying farm and pasture land. So grazing and, and farmland. What they're saying is, is that there's enough land available right now that wouldn't do what you're talking about in order to plant those trillion trees. Like they said there's and again, I, I'm I, I'm just saying they did address that part of it to where they're not going to be getting rid of any farmland or any grazing land or anything like that. They said they're not going to get rid of this stuff, that they could, that there's enough room to plant 1.2 trillion trees, and that would cancel out the last decade of the world's carbon emissions. <laughs> okay. First of all, uh, that 
could create a situation where all the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is depleted. <laughs> and then and all it, the trees would die. Wait a second. No, it gets worse than that. And the environment, the atmosphere would become so oxygen rich that it would be highly flammable which would cause the entire planet to burst into flames so you're saying that what this could do is actually to cause the planet to be on fire it could literally cause the planet to be i mean think about it if you were to double the okay. amount of oxygen. Because how many trees are there? There can't be much more than a trillion trees in existence right now. I don't know. I, I've got to. Can you Google that? How many trees are there in uh, the world? All right, hold on. Let me look and again, it's going to be an estimate because nobody Nobody's knows. counted every tree. Somebody has figured out the average density right. of trees yeah, on the planet. There's undocumented trees in places that are hiding <laughs> because they're scared. <laughs> <laughs> don't call them illegal trees, though. <laughs> But right now, the answer to the world oh, is home to over three trillion, three trillion trees. trees. Okay. All right. Okay. So basically, you are increasing the number of trees by thir- a third. A third. Okay. Yeah. But that's a lot. I mean, that's a huge amount. When you're looking at how ecosystems work and things like that, you're really upsetting the balance of nature. Right. Not to mention, in order to get that many seeds, you're going to have to literally strip. I mean, how do you collect that many seeds? Seeds that are all viable seeds. Right. Because exactly. you can you can plant 50 seeds and only have two plants. Right. Right. So <laughs> theoretically, yeah, you may very well need... 10 let's, trillion Let's seeds. say you need 10 trillion seeds. So who is going to go out and collect from all the trees on the planet? Who's going to go out and collect those trees? And who's going to go and make sure we have the biodiversity of trees? Because you you can't plant. I mean, you can't go planting conifers on the equator. Right. You know, you're not going to plant palm trees in Michigan. You know, <laughs> so now you have to make sure that you have the right biodiversity of trees. I mean, again, people do not. I keep saying they don't this. Understand it's like scale. every time I, I I come on the air, I have to explain that people don't understand scale. They do not understand planetary systems. But but it's so much worse than that is because this will literally. They're right; it will change the atmosphere, but it's going to change it so radically if they're actually successful by increasing the number of trees by a third, that you are going to have a highly oxygen-rich right. environment and fires thrive. Right. In a highly oxygen-rich environment, you're you're gonna have animals that are not gonna be able to survive in that kind of well. It's worse than that. The trees are going to die are because going to die. they need carbon dioxide. So if there's not enough carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, trees start dying. Well, you know what's gonna happen is we're gonna have to go back so, to less efficient gas engines in order to have enough carbon right. in the then dioxide in the like, air. Everybody in buy diesel. <laughs> So what Get you're those saying? Factories bumping. So what you're saying is this is an oil company conspiracy. Very well, good. <laughs> the oil companies behind planting a trillion trees. You know this is the this is the thing, folks. When you actually look at how absurd things that the government and people want to do are, I mean, because literally planting a trillion trees is absurd. Here's what's going to happen: somebody is going to make a lot of money. And about eight, tree seedlings. Right. And I'm going to guess about 800,000 trees get planted. Yeah. Which sounds which nice. Which is a lot. It's a lot of trees. Yeah. But it's, it's like one one hundredth of a percent of a trillion. It's like if you were to do the, the, the decimal, it's like point zero 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 one of one trillion. Right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. First off, I will say this. So the one thing I like about the Guardian 
website is. If an article is old, it actually puts it in bold that it's an old article. Like oh, it's, good for them. Like the article is more than six months old, which there's nothing I hate more than when people share articles that are old. But the point I was making here is is on this is this is that that at this Davos summit they were proposing Davos. Davos summit they were proposing planting a million trees, which in and of itself I don't think is is a bad thing. A million or a trillion? A trillion. I'm sorry, a, a trillion, trillion trees. Which in and of itself, I don't actually think is a bad idea. Like planting more trees. Okay. Like it's a it's Arbor Day on steroids. <laughs> so because as an individual, you can't really you're not gonna be able to go out there and plant a whole bunch of different trees in different areas. You know what I'm saying? Like people that own farmland, you ain't planting trees on their farmland. You're not doing right, that. exactly. Like you can't do where there's land that's owned by people, unless they want to plant trees on their land, you're not gonna force them to plant trees on their freaking land. Well, here's the thing. If it's if it's an environment and a soil that is conducive to tree growth anyway, there's trees there now. But is it a net trillion or gross trillion? Because can we cut down some trees and then plant new ones? <laughs> yeah. I think they're trying to just we have a trillion We might have to clear more. cut first. <laughs> so maybe the lumber industry is behind this. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it's, it, as long as it's like net, you know, like gross a trillion, like we've got that. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think this issue, and the reason I brought this one up was, I think that this issue is one of those issues where it's very telling on the 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 the, the, the fake pro environmental side, the the people that are the only involved in the environment because it's control and they want to get rid of capitalism, right? As opposed to actually wanting to solve the problem. No, I, I again, I don't know in this case whether these people are evil or stupid, whether they have that. an agenda or they're just like, oh yeah, a trillion sounds good. <laughs> Like, <laughs> we can plant a million trees. Well, I'm going to plant a billion. Well, I'll plant a trillion. Right. I really feel like that's what happens in these meetings. And, you know, actually, the number would probably be billion and bigger, but they don't know what comes after trillion. <laughs> after trillion. If they knew the word quadrillion. <laughs> then it's all over with. Right. <laughs> we would have trees coming out our ass. By the way, have you gotten your census visitor yet? Because I keep throwing, they keep sending me the thing and I keep throwing it away like I've been doing for decades now. Um, I haven't got a census visitor yeah. yet. I haven't seen it. I think I might have gotten something in the mail about the census, but I just ignore junk mail. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm waiting for someone. I refuse to do it. I'm waiting for someone to come to the door and I'm going to tell them four people like I always tell them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they, man, they try to get intrusive, but that's the point is about the census is Ooh, I got to tell you, I feel bad for the person that knocks on my door. Why? Cause it's not going to be a pretty conversation. Oh really? Oh, I will treat them very, uh, I want don't. them. To, no, I want them to suffer for the nickel they're making by walking around the country and doing that. If you want to make your living doing that, it is going to be at least for my part of it as painful as humanly possible without actually infringing on the rights or physically harming that person. Other than that, they get no quarter from me. I will be rude. I will be mean. I will tell them to get off of my property. I will threaten to call the police. I will walk outside, get right in their face until they leave my wow. property. Yeah. Now, see, I don't take it that far because I realize that these people just don't get it. And it's, it's, they're not going to get it. It's like trying to teach a dog physics. You know, it's just not going to work. They're not going to understand it. There's, there's the stupid. They're the, you know, the great unwashed masses. And yeah, and know. those people were the ones. They, the, the, those people are the ones now that take my lighters in the airport. 
<laughs> yeah, and worry about the size of your shampoo bottle. Yeah, and they've stolen lighters from me on multiple occasions. Right. It's a fucking lighter. How are you taking a lighter from me? It was a nice light. I had a night. Oh, I had this. Oh, hold on. I had this silver cigar lighter that was one of those, you know, flame, butane flame lighters or whatever, right? It was right. a triple flame. And underneath it, on the bottom of it, was actually the, the circle cutters for, um, to cut your, uh, the, you know. Oh, yeah. It's a really nice cigar lighter. Oh, it was yeah, a yeah, great yeah. cigar lighter. It was my favorite cigar lighter. Right. And they, I went probably to Probably about a $30 thing, too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And they fucking took it, man. They took yeah. that lighter from me. I'm, I'm, again, I'm, oh, I'm so, like, they don't ever show up in my house. And I don't know, I don't know why, but I never have the opportunity to be able to tell these people how I feel. Oh yeah, because you do that at the TSA, you're going to jail. Well, I've been. Close. At least you're going. I've at been... least you're going to a little room for a while, and you're going to be uh, interrogated. Okay, you know, if nothing else. Hold on, we weren't going to go down this road, but I'll tell you another. I'm going to tell you. Okay, story. good, good. We were in Vegas. This was okay. This was before I was politically active, but I hated the TSA even then. And that we were heading back from Vegas, so we were in Vegas heading back, and I'm so, at the airport. What do you figure? Like oh five, oh six, oh seven. Mm, 07, 08 maybe. Okay. So I'm there and we're going through and I'm fucking pissed anyway. And this was a long delay in order to get into the flight. And we waited for hours to get onto the flight. And then when the delay was over, they made us go through the freaking line all over again. And I just was, I'm like, and they're swabbing the stuff, and I'm just giving them shit left and right. I'm just giving them so much shit. I'm just like, oh, you didn't do that before. Somehow I have a problem now. Why couldn't I do this before? Why is it a problem now? And I keep going over and over and over again, really trying to like just – and I'm giving it to them. The people that were with me started backing away. Right. Like, like they were backing away actually like – like what's the word for it? Uh like concerned <laughs> like shit's about to go down. Gonna, they thought they weren't going to be able to get back because we were all going to be there. And the, the TSA people were messing with me. Like they were totally messing with me too. Right. You know what I mean? Cause they didn't have to go through all of our stuff again and then start swabbing it all down in case there was a bomb material. Oh yeah. Like they were yeah. just doing all of that stuff. And they they just, were just being dicks. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I was so pissed that day. I, I so, I, <laughs> you know what, man, each day that goes by, I become almost more hatred. I have more hatred of government now than I've ever had before. Like it's just <laughs> so everything that they do pisses me off constantly. And I, I see no need for any of it. You know, it's, it's funny because I'm on, I'm on the other side of that bell curve. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where it's just like, well, yeah, it's government. That's, you know what they do. I used to get pissed. Yeah. I think that, I find it funny because I really think that like we're on a we're always like passing each other on the the journey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes you're a little ahead of me and then I catch up and pass you and then, you know, then you catch up and pass me. And I think at this point you're still at the angry phase, but eventually you're going to be at the total Carlin phase. You know, you're going to get there. It, it just it just takes yeah, a little time. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. However, I just it's just so like it so angers me to watch. And to see people justifying all this stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's like you, at some point it, you quit getting angry at it because you realize that it's so ingrained in people that it's just 
all you're doing is making them think you're crazy and discrediting yourself in their eyes. So the better way to do it is just mock it. That's yeah, what I do. I no. just mock everything because it's a lot easier for people to get on board with mocking than it is for people to get on board with with anger. And honestly, the the reason I mock it is because I just don't even care anymore. So it's not even if that's a strategy, but I think if it were a strategy, it'd be a better one. I don't disagree necessarily with that. The only problem that I have is is that sometimes I just it it goes too much. Sometimes I can do it, and then sometimes it's just too much. Yeah, I I get that. I I still get mad on occasion, but I'm not going to get mad at the census taker. You know, that's just doing a, a fifteen dollar oh. an hour job, and they don't know. I rate them about as low as I rate code enforcement. Oof, really? Oh, I give I here's the thing. The difference is I give code enforcement shit if I ever see them in front of my house. Like I yell at the code enforcement <laughs> if they're in you front know, of my house, man. That's I have. That's no, not. Hang on a second. Strategically, that's not a good move because at some point you may need a permit. Yeah. No. Or you're it's, right. hang on. Or, or at some point you may get busted for doing work without a permit. And then that code enforcement guy is going to remember you because they're the same people as the, usually they're the same people as the building inspectors. I haven't run into code enforcement at this place at the new place, at the place I've been at. And I've been there for a while now. The last time I ran into code enforcement was city of Newport Ritchie. Yeah. And I really laid into that person. Oh boy. I was just, and I told them, I go, your job is one of the most useless jobs in the entire world. You know that, right? Like I was, I went down that road with them. I said, you are a subhuman for actually even agreeing to do this job. Like I was so angry with that person. I was, I, I was, I was like, I can't, you should quit your job right now and you should kill yourself. Okay. Well, I didn't say that part. I didn't say kill yourself. I didn't say that, but I told them that they okay. should quit their job because what they do is evil on society. Okay. I'm wondering, and I, I need an objective answer here. Did that person actually consider what you were saying or did they just think you were a completely insane person? Oh, but they thought I was an insane person. Okay. Like there's no going around it. I was an insane, I, I was an insane person right there. I, I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't do it to this day. <laughs> I I can't help myself in the fact that I I just see red with these people. Like I view them, they are the problem. Um, also, in, just to get into weird personal story time, um, we have now two clients in Snickerfield Farms. <laughs> Snickerfield Farms. Yes, is that what you're literally calling? That's it? what we're calling it now. Uh, okay, call it yeah. Snickerfield Farms. So I was, I was. Uh, you're two. I'm client number two. Yes, huh? raise yeah. one. Actually, Ray raise number one. Ray raise nice. number one. You're number two. I get get my weekly dozen fresh eggs. I like yes, that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hey, hold on though. There's a point to be made with this though that mm-hmm. I did want to bring up. Okay. I think that as an individ as individuals right now, one of the better things that you could do is to shorten your logistic supply chains in certain items. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like to get one removed from certain things. And so we're going to, we're going to deal with eggs first. So we're going to, we're dealing with the eggs first. So we can cross eggs off the list. Yeah. So hold on <laughs> eggs, but eggs provides protein. Oh, right. You know, I, I, eggs I, are good. Things. I concur. I just find it funny that, you know, that eggs is where you start. Alex, Mr. Logistics brain is kicking in now. And this is like a kind of, you know, a really cool thing for him that uh, we can we can now cross eggs off the logistics supply chain. Yeah. Well, technically, you can <laughs> you might be able to actually cross chicken off the supply chain, too. Because well, if we, you start eating chickens, chickens, you're not going to have any more. Well, eggs. No, no, you just you you 
you got to have more chickens. You need a cock for that, and we know you don't have a cock. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gave the cock up. We gave the cock up. <laughs> we'll get the cock. We're going to get the cock back, though. Well, that's good. That's good well, to know. Here's the thing. The only thing is, like, because, look, I live on a half acre, and you can put a lot of chickens on a half acre, but there's going to be a certain point where the authorities are going to try to get involved with something like this. Like, even in Hernando County, we're probably... Like we're probably reaching the limits until we actually go out and get the ten acres. There's somewhere. chickens in my neighborhood. No, no, yeah, but there's a difference between five or six chickens right. and fifty chickens. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're going for fifty? Well, here's I thought the you thing. only had a dozen at this point. Well, no, no, we have eighteen. I think right now. Eighteen. You're up to eighteen. Yeah, okay. we have eighteen right now. But I'd like to double yeah, that you're, number. You're kind of, you're kind of really pr- well. <laughs> you start doubling that number, and, and next thing you know, you literally are a farm. I mean, you know, F- USDA needs to come out and shit. <laughs> You're going to need stamps on those chickens. I want to get to the point before we have to move. I want to get to the point where we have 20 In fact, hang on clients a second. Hang on a second. getting a dozen a week. I think by selling me those the, that dozen eggs this morning, I think you violated federal law. Probably. Probably. I don't care. We're pretty we're, sure you have. We're going with it. Because I'm pretty it. sure if you sell eggs, they have to be, um, what is it, steamed, sterilized. I mean, you, that's the difference between natural eggs. Is natural eggs you can just leave out on a counter because they have a a natural coating on the shell that is antibacterial, antimicrobial. Yeah. So they'll, you know, the, you don't have to worry about them, uh, you know, going bad, essentially, I- at least, you know, not for a while. Yeah. Um, they can sit on your counter for several days with no problem at all. Yeah. Uh, whereas the ones you buy in the grocery store, all they steam off that protective layer and you have to put them in the fridge. Otherwise, they're going to, you know, they'll go they're going to go bad. Yeah. Um, but I think that if you sell them, I think that's the, the law. You actually have to ste- go through this steam sterilization process. I don't know. Well, we'll have to figure it all out. I have to look up because you go to Europe stuff. anywhere in Europe. They, they don't do that to the eggs. And there's just, you know, there's a bowl of eggs out on the counter. Yeah. That's how you buy your eggs in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. No. And so what, what, what I want to do is I want to find just before we move into the, uh, before we move out to the, to the 10 acres, right. I want to find 20 people that i can basically give a dozen eggs to yeah and maybe i can get maybe the workaround on this is like it's you're a member i mean that's only a hundred bucks a month but it covers your feed you know what i'm saying well no, 100 bucks a, hundred a, week. Bucks a week yeah, yeah. okay yeah it's 100 so bucks that's a week yeah you can actually pull a little profit off that probably well here's the thing but all the money we're going to just sink back into building the you know to, to making sure well when we're covering we're covering the cost of everything so next thing you know you have 1.7 million chickens <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally control like two-thirds of hernando county <laughs> the chicken well no i think the, 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 the other thing you, well we are growing we're growing other things as well so we're growing peppers and squash and and like there's all different kinds of things that are growing right now so oh no look you want it fucking anarchists yeah you yeah, got yeah, god forbid the anarchists honestly hold on i bet you're collecting rainwater too aren't you <laughs> not yet you no, fucking not yet. criminal not yet so hold on if you're going to be the chairman of the building materials projectile staging and logistics committee then i need to get a title as well and so i need to be the chairman of the um uh chicken squatter 
I don't. I don't know. What oh, you you're talking about that. the anarchist guild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's as uh, many of you don't it's know. It's the guild of professional anarchists. The guild of professional anarchists. Wait, well, technically that's the technical name, but we like to just call it the anarchist guild. Okay. Um, I, I'm a member of of uh, local one five one. Yes. Uh, chapter of the anarchist guild or the guild of professional anarchists, if you want to go with the full technical title. And uh, yeah, I've recently been elected as the uh, chairman of the building uh, materials. Uh, uh, building material projectile uh, distribution and staging committee. Uh, uh, staging so, and logistics. Staging committee. and sorry, logistics you... committee. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, sorry, I, yeah. I misspoke there. And it's the West Central Florida Guild. Yes, yes. Well, it's local one five one, but it covers all of West Central Florida. Local one five one. Local one five one. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, I, now <laughs> wait a second. I, I don't have the don't authority. Like what people are really protesting about? Blame us. I I do have the authority to appoint you to my committee. But I don't have the authority really to do anything else. So I mean, if, if but you, I want to be. I if wanna, you want to chair your own committee, you've got to go before the membership and you know, um, and ask to be appointed and you know that sort of thing. Uh, I mean, it's a whole thing. It's you know, I'm, it, I'm going to do it. The though. Anarchist Guild is a very structured, regimented organization. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really structured, huh? You know, I hear there's a, an opening in the Molotov cocktail uh, d- uh, committee. Oh, really? Yes, yes. I'll they have to look they into need that. right now. They need a a lot of people putting gasoline in bottles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, so there's a big need right now for that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Glad to glad to hear it. Though. <laughs> so you know what? It, it's funny because I've been putting that out there, and people are coming back thinking it's legit. You know, <laughs> like I have people like, uh, especially basically those conservatives that will believe any conspiracy theory you put out there. Yeah. And the ones that have the Trumpy bear. Um, those people literally think I'm serious and they're like trying to dox me. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. So they're trying to tell I had on someone you? this morning threaten that they were going to find out who I was. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was fucking his. Uh, well, here you go. Go to Wikipedia. <laughs> oh my God. I, it's fucking, I, I know. Just say, People are so fucking stupid. And that's one thing I've found is a lot of Trump supporters are so gullible. That is the one tie between them. They're so gullible. So you can do something like this that is obvious satire. I mean, just the name itself, Anarchist Guild, it's essentially an oxymoron. Yes. Which is what makes it funny. Yes. You know. Like, if you know anything about anarchy, right. they're not going to form a group. Right. Exactly. And the ones that do form a group aren't real anarchists. Well, at least the ones that form any governmental structure. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like that one person that told me uh, uh, to, uh, why don't I go out to the desert or the jungle and form that non-government government? government <laughs> It's like, What? You know, this is one of the first times where I saw that our audience, some of our audience members actually were very interested to hear of this week's show. Yeah. Because of the uh, because of the events that happened this week that I've uh, in the notes have referred to as the season finale of Trumpville. Well, actually, um, I can almost guarantee that I don't know if they're they're listeners or not, but I can tell you that there were several people that we know personally some of whom very well um, <laughs> that were in attendance that were there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that part. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, who? I, I'm not going to say names because they're arresting people, but I know I know of at least at least four people that were there, and I know that you know at least two of them, and probably you probably more. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, so I did not know that. Let me let me put it to you this way. Um, <laughs> and don't say a name. One of them gave you a silver dollar one time. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Northeast yeah. Florida. Uh, yeah, just that's okay. enough. Okay. That's enough. All right. um, but yeah, so anyway, it's uh, there were several people that we know uh, that were you know at the event itself. And again, we are absolutely not naming names because people are getting arrested. Oh, yeah, because they are. Arre- well, here's the thing. How did you not think you were going to get arrested? But then again, you're taking pictures with the podium. <laughs> Wait a second. The way I know this, the, the way I know this is because uh, they all posted on social media photos of themselves. At, these people are being yeah, arrested. So, so I guess people yeah. are being arrested because of their own accounts so wait a second we, we got to start with this because um who do you like better a buffalo man or podium man oh oh that's a call that's, hold on, it's hold a, on. Tough that's a tough one. call it's a tough call let me see here look here's the thing podium man just grabbed a podium when he was there right buffalo man made a conscious conscious effort to wear that outfit there so, like, I got to give it to Buffalo Man over Podium really? Man. Really? Now, see, I definitely go with Podium Man. And the reason I go with Podium Man, because, you know, that guy, he really took a stand. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first time we've ever used one of those bits on the show. That is the first time. I've been waiting all Congra- week to do that. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you. thank you very much. All right. So, let's get into this thing first. So, let's... Okay. So... On the sixth, okay, hold on. We got to start before this, though. We got, we you got. It's got to be like you got it. We got to talk about it before this. Yeah. So on yeah. Tuesday, yeah, there was the special. We got to start with the the lead up to what happened. Yeah, the lead up to. Yeah. So on Tuesday, the lead up to what was going on, you had the Georgia Senate races, and because of, I for no other re- way to say it, because of Donald Trump and his, and again, I guess is in my opinion, but because of Donald Trump and his insistence on calling the election rigged in Georgia. He depressed Republican turnout enough that the Democrats swept the election and won both seats. It was, I think it was a combination of him tanking it. And then also the $2,000 thing were the two factors at play that caused enough of a difference that he really did. Like Donald Trump cost the Republicans the Senate. Yeah, well, in in more ways than one, but his direct actions by you know um, telling his supporters to stay home essentially. I mean, he, here's the thing: he would talk out of both sides of his mouth, right? Like he would say it's important that you go and vote and that and stuff. So you you for, for people will say, well, he did say this, yeah, yeah. But he went down there to that. He did down and did a rally, and that rally was just talking about him the whole time. Right. It wasn't talking about to win the election. Like he that's paid all it's lip been service. for a year and a half from him. Oh, it's it's been like that since 2016. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all about him all the time. Right. He doesn't really give a shit about anybody else. The narcissism is reached a level that is just incomprehensible it's it's yeah. it's, it's he's, biblical. Dan- he's dangerous at this point he's, i really do believe it's that. biblical fortunately no one is giving the the colonel with the football is just like no dude <laughs> <You're done. You're laughs> no just no no I, I don't care what you're trying to tell me no yeah. i got this thing it's handcuffed to my wrist you ain't getting it exactly <laughs> so let's hope that's the case anyway yeah, yeah. Yeah. so this election cost them georgia went to the Dems because of this. And they really right. elected like this is these are some people that should not have been elected into office that are elected into office. Uh, who cares, man? Again, it yeah. doesn't matter. I'm just happy. I'm I am actually happy that we have a uh, Democrat House, Senate and presidency cuz I'm getting my two grand. <laughs> you are going to be getting your two grand. Fucking A. Yeah. You are going to be I already got your, my 600. So well, you're going to yeah. get 1400 more, I think. 
Oh, those motherfuckers. I don't I think they're only going to give you 2000 total. You know what? I'm you gonna, never know though. I'm going to not vote socialist next time. <laughs> you're going to The next time I ref- not vote, I'm going to vote harder for socialism. <laughs> I'm going to not vote harder or something like that. <laughs> All right, so Tuesday that happens. Right. Which you'd be like, "Oh, that's going to be the worst thing that happens this week." <laughs> right. No, 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 no. So there was on social media, there was this whole thing about going up there on the six because on the six is when they actually just count the electoral votes and then go ahead and, you know, and basically make it official as to who's going to be the next president, which here's the thing. And this is part of my frustration. All that they were constitutionally allowed to do was to open them up and count them. There's right. nothing that Pence could have done. No. There, uh, well, what they're saying is that Pence could have just not held the, not scheduled it to happen, but he, that would have been violating the Constitution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah you, can't, you can't not do this. This was, a, look, this was one of those things where they were trying, like, like Trump, who... Like, he's so ignorant of the process. Either right. he's purposely ignorant of the process or he's just causing chaos for the sake of chaos. Now he's stupid. It's one or the other. Yeah. And it could be that he was just going to want to cause chaos for the sake of causing chaos. But he Well, wanted- he, no, he wants to cause chaos if he believes it's going to be benefit him personally. Everything he does is... And, and he, it changes moment to moment. Yes. Everything he does, he makes a decision, is this going to benefit me personally? Is this going to make me win or not lose? Yeah. You know, and that is every decision he makes is in that moment, in that mindset. So they have this big rally. And there is when Trump actually goes out there and speaks. Right. Now, at this point, I'd like to play exactly what Trump said when he was out there. Okay. Because so it's, is... the, it's the aftermath of all of this stuff that is, is really the, the big thing. Okay. So this is uh, Trump pe- uh, speaking to his supporters uh, a, a, on the, uh, essentially on the Capitol grounds. Um, yeah, I think it's right near the Capitol or right near the White House. So yeah, yeah. here we go. Now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. Okay, now here's the thing. First off, oh, hang on a second here. That's not playing on the air. All right, so here's the thing. First off, Trump didn't walk down with him. No. That fucking (laughs) coward. Pussy. Pussied out. And here's the thing. If he would have walked down with them, it would have been a completely different result. And I actually would have had a ton of respect for him to do that. Right. Like the fact that he said it right then and there on the spot. And then if he would walked down there, I'd have been like, you know what, man, that that's that's balls. You know mm, what I'm saying? Actually, actually, I think that if he had actually walked down there, it would have been a completely different situation. It would actually have been. You know, here's the thing. A lot of people were calling this an attempted coup, which is just absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. Completely ridiculous. That, um, that is ridiculous. In, in fact, I, I do want to talk about that in a minute. But if he had walked down there, um, think of what you would have had a situation. 
Okay, if he was trying to enter the Capitol building and the Capitol police were trying to prevent him and that crowd from entering the Capitol building, you would have a situation where he is with Secret Service agents and Congress has the Capitol police and you would actually have two branches of governments fighting each other. By definition, that would have potentially been a coup d'etat. It would have been a, a battle between two different government agencies. Okay, I would agree with you there. However, when I'm talking about walking down there, I'm not talking about going into the Capitol. Okay. I'm just saying walking down there, like he talked about. Like, he did talk about how he was walking down to the Capitol. He didn't say he wanted the people to go into the Capitol. Well, he wanted on. to cheer them on, hang on but you could cheer them on from outside the Capitol. Have you ever seen the President of the United States walk through a crowd? Okay. He's got a huge entourage. Okay. He's basically taking a small army with him. Yeah. So at some point there's going to be that army advancing going, you see what I'm saying? It just, it changes the dynamic so much, but I think you're right. The he wasn't thinking about any of that. The only reason he didn't go down there is because he's a fucking pussy. I mean, I, yeah. that, that part angers me. The second part that angers me is this. He's so ignorant of the rules that go along with what they're doing. Like, oh yeah, he, does, when the, I, he, he might know some of them. He just doesn't care. It, he just doesn't care. And he and he set his people up to go down there. And again, did he did he think that they were going to go into the Capitol and do what they were doing? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think he cared. But but there has been so many people that have been riling up both sides that I don't want to say. You should have expected it to happen, but you shouldn't have been surprised when it does happen. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is what happens when the, the rhetoric and hyperbole on all sides goes over the top. And the, the funny thing is that I find is that <laughs> from my perspective, this event, um, and I don't even know what to call it because it's been called everything from a protest to a civil war yeah. and everything in between. This event was like not even that big a deal. And nobody is putting it in any type of context. Like, okay, so here's the thing. They definitely, these people definitely broke the law. Okay. They violated, like, they, people died. Right. Because of this. One police officer died. One capital, uh, capital police officer. One woman got shot. And then a, a couple of people died off of, like, it, it, well, hang on a second. Nothing like this has ever happened since 1812, right? That's what they were saying. That's what they're saying. They, they, they're saying this is an insurrection. This is a you know an, a, an attempted coup. This is all these things. All right, let, let's let's go over a, a few of the things that have happened recently uh, at the Capitol building. Um, well, uh, let's see. In 2018, you had the Kavanaugh confirmation, which everyone forgot which Code Pink and thousands of other people actually stormed the Capitol and actually almost got into the, the Senate chamber and they had to, uh, you know, uh, stop the hearing and everything like that. Things were going on outside and, you know, they almost got into the, the Supreme Court building. Mm -hmm. But that never, never at any time was that referred to as anything like a coup, a civil war, an insurrection. Never were those people referred to as domestic terrorists. Mm -hmm. uh, in uh, 2018, you also had the Catholics. Storm and occupy. Oh, and by the way, in the Kavanaugh hearing, 300 people were arrested. Okay. 300 people arrested. Okay. Uh, in 2018, the Catholic storm did occupy the Capitol and laid down in cross patterns on the floor so uh, no one could get anywhere. 
Um, they were doing that over immigrant detention centers. 70 people arrested, okay? Not insurgents, not a civil war, not anything like that. They were just protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, 2017, healthcare, 80 people arrested, okay? In 2016, uh, Democracy Spring, uh, over corporate influence in government, uh, over 100 people were arrested. Um, you know, so this is going on. Now you're saying, well, you know, most of those were just peaceful protests, right? This is the first time anything violent has ever happened at the Capitol building, yeah. right? Nothing since 1812, of course, because mm-hmm. that's what all the media is saying. Nothing like this has ever happened since 1812, right? Yeah. All right, well, let's go through that. 2001, anthrax, fucking biological warfare in the Capitol building. 1998, guy goes in and shoots up the place. Two Capitol police officers dead. Um, 1983, Bombing anti-Grenada and Lebanon, uh, uh, you know, anti-war protesters bombed the friggin' Capitol. Okay, uh, 1971, another bombing in the Capitol. Um, that was anti-Vietnam War, Weather Underground. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's see, 1967, the Black Panthers stormed the Capitol armed. Okay, overrun and occupied the place, and they were armed. As far as I know, there wasn't really any uh, anyone armed uh, at the. Uh, Maybe I've a heard, few people. I've heard different reports on that one. I haven't seen any evidence of that. But these guys had definitely long guns and a whole lot of them. Okay. Uh, 1954, Puerto Rican nationalists who wanted uh, an independent nation of Puerto Rico actually stormed the Capitol and shot five congressmen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows that happened. Puerto Rican nationalists, separatists, stormed the Capitol and uh, shot five congressmen. And yet, but nothing, nothing like this has ever happened since 1812. And, you know, that is part of the reason that we have the world that we live in today is because nobody, and we've said this a thousand times, nobody can put anything in perspective. Yes. And here I just rattled off two bombings, two shootings, four or five assaults, a biological attack on the Capitol building in the last 60, 70 years. Okay, but everybody in the media is like, this never happened before. And that's what happened is because when you hear that, you fail to put things in historical context and you think nothing like this has ever happened before. And, and I really want to go into a couple other things that the media is talking about. Hold on real quick, though, real quick, though. Hmm. You know, Adrian is fired up on something when he took notes oh, yeah. for the show. Oh, yeah. Like there is a piece of paper that Adrian's looking at with his former nicotine stained hands. <laughs> I made a spreadsheet, too. And he made a spreadsheet about this, by the way, right. folks, just to let you know. Well, Schumer, okay, mm-hmm. is on the, the floor of the Senate saying, calling, comparing this to World War II. He compared the protesters storming and occupying the Capitol for a few hours and stealing a podium and kind of mussing up Nancy Pelosi's office to the attack on Pearl Harbor. <laughs> he said that this day will live in history alongside December 7th, 1941. Oh it is a day of infamy. Is what he said. When you have that kind of hyperbole, it's no wonder people get to these levels. And they called him domestic terrorists. And the other thing I, I, I was thinking of is the media kept saying, and even my wife said this, oh my God, what are all the other countries around the world thinking about us right now? Oh my God, what could they... Well, let's... I don't know. What's the UK thinking? Who the fuck knows? They're too drunk in the street because they're out binge drinking every night. Turkey, what are they thinking of us? I don't know. They're too busy with the fucking Arab Spring. France, what do you think France is talking about? Well, they're probably talking about y'all aren't starting enough fires and, and you need some yellow vests to borrow. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Greece, what the fuck are they thinking? They're thinking, hey, let's have some more austerity because that's what they're protesting and burning shit about. Hong Kong, how about them? You know, they fought off China as long as they could. They're probably thinking you're a whole bunch of pussies. Russia, fucking A, man. They actually had a coup. They've had a few of them. You know, in the past couple of decades. So who the fuck gives a shit what the rest of the world thinks about us? Because they got their own fucking problems. But I don't know if they're sitting there every single day talking about this is, oh my God, Russia. We had some people come protest in Moscow. and This is the worst thing since the Bolshevik Revolution. You know, they, they don't do that shit. Or maybe they do. I don't know. But the point is, is that nobody, nobody takes a step back and says, Oh, well, you know, hey, a bunch of people went into the Capitol building, made a little bit of a mess, a couple of people died. Yeah, it's another day. I'm driving down to go pick up one of the crews at this house that we're cleaning at. And the house is near the corner of uh, McMullen Booth and Tarpon Ave. Okay. It's basically that intersection. Right. Now, most people that are listening to this show have no idea what intersection I'm talking about, but this is one of those thoroughfare intersections that has heavy traffic well there's no houses like on the corner so it must be back in a subdivision back yeah, there. yeah down a little bit if you go down mcmullen booth south a little bit okay and then take a right it's like around there one of the it's one of the gated communities back there right you don't really probably can't and even, it's I, I think that's east lake road up there it's not mcmullen booth uh probably east lake at that yeah. point yeah and it's keystone i think is what it is but right <laughs> yeah so you got both the names of the but, roads no, 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 wrong, but i know where you meant, but yeah. tarpon changes to keystone, keystone there yeah. and mcmullen booth changes to to the other it kind of merges into it yeah yeah, yeah. So, but there's no, the thing People is, listening there's in a, Chicago are like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. We don't care. There's yeah. no way around this though. This intersection is a major intersection. And because of where it's located at, there's no real way around it. There is one way around it through this residential area, but only one. Right. So I get there and I see this thing's blocked and I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like this sucks. Now I've happened to have walked this neighbor, these neighborhoods around here. So you knew them. So I knew them. Right. So I take a left, I, I go around and as soon as I go around, like a mile away from McMullen Booth on the side, they also have it blocked off there. What do you mean have it blocked off? The, you cannot drive down the road at all. The cops have their cop cars right there and they're blocked up. And there are more cop cars than I know what to do with here at this okay. point. There's right. a ton of cop cars. All right. I have a crew and I, I have a crew in this house and I can't get to the house. So is it, it's, it, so they've got some type of crime or event or something's going on. There was a trap. What I knew at the time was there was a traffic incident and the okay. way the rumor was set up was it was a multi-car accident. Okay. So I'm like, why do you have it blocked off right here though? So I, like, it didn't make any sense. And this so, was in the cut-through neighborhood. Yeah, it was in the cut-through neighborhood. Okay. So, and there's cars everywhere at this point, though. Right. So I actually pull up to this house, knock on the lady's door, explain who I am, and say, look, can I park my car in front of your house? Because I, I didn't want to get towed, but I have to start huffing it and walking to go pick these people up. How are you going to pick them up on foot? Well, they're just going to be on foot is with me. Like, I'm just going to go. Oh, you're going to tell them, hey, here, we yeah, need yeah. to walk well, to I the called car. them. I okay. called them. But they're carrying stuff at the same time. Remember, these are cleaning crews. Right. They have caddies full of shit. Right. So I walk over there. So I walk about a mile and I meet them basically at the gate because they what, what took them to walk and took me to walk, got to the gate. Okay. But when I got to that road, I realized they're blocking this thing off way too far. Right. Like they could have easily, if they would have simply blocked the road and allowed the, the through lane to get through because there's no, there's no accident there. Right. None at all. Right. But the cops have this thing blocked off like from there an extra like two blocks down the road and oh. those are big blocks right there right so you're looking at another half a mile this thing's blocked off that doesn't need to be okay so much so that this is causing 
Huge delays. Huge delays. Un, and here's the thing. Unnecessary huge delays. Right. Because it didn't need to be this way. You could have simply blocked it from the road right there. Could have allowed the people to turn around or to, to, to get around and still go. But they have it blocked. They have it blocked off like a bunch of assholes. Well, let me ask you this. Is the neighborhood that would have accepted the feeder traffic, all the through traffic, was that a high dollar neighborhood? It was a medium dollar neighborhood, but okay. it wasn't, it didn't have gates though. Okay. Well, some of the ones inside of there have gates, but none of the roads that I was, that you would take okay. were gated roads. All right. Cause a lot of times that if it's a high dollar neighborhood, they will block it off because the people get mad and they'll call the sheriff's office and say, what are you doing? Letting all these people through our neighborhood. Well, no, 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 no. And that's we pay a shitload of taxes and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Th here's the thing. They probably called them because people were parked on the side of the road in their neighborhood at that point, though. Why would people be parked on the side of the road? Just Because they were blocking off thousands of homes. You couldn't get home. These people, a lot of these people <laughs> had homes in there oh, that they couldn't get in. <laughs> wow. Okay. It was blocked. Here's the thing. The people that lived in this high dollar neighborhood right. couldn't get out. Or in. Or in. Right. Like, And the cops were, and here's the thing, and I didn't realize it at the time. But the cops were unapologetically dicks. Right. Park it and walk. That's what they kept telling people over and over again. So for a, for a, for a car crash. For a car crash. For a now, car crash that happened closer. By the way, the car crash happened halfway in between the place I was going to mm -hmm. and Keystone or Tarpon right. and McMullen Booth. Okay. So you could have you could have blocked off there and blocked off there and allowed the traffic to get around. Where they blocked off was stupid as shit. And okay. they had, so I walked over there and I was not happy. Right. So I'm walking over there. And when I get to the, the, the main intersection, McMullen Booth, I cross the street and I like, and there's nobody there, but there's a bunch of cops that are around and stuff. Right. And I'm not even trying to break stride. Right. Like, I'm, I'm walking. Fuck you. Right. So I'm walking and I'm pissed. I'm not happy about this. So I keep walking, walk across. I find the team. I grab their caddies, you know, help them out a little bit. And right. they start walking back. Right. As I was walking back, there were some cops standing right there and in of course, my, you had to say something. Of course, I had to say something. Right. And I said, you guys, if you simply would have blocked here instead of blocking here, you guys would have been able to get traffic through this thing. But you guys are acting like a bunch of, you know, you, you guys are not doing this correctly. It's And I didn't call them idiots at the time. Right. But I'm like, you shouldn't have blocked it here. This is a dumb move. You shouldn't have blocked it here. Right. And I kept walking. I heard the cops say, keep walking. Right. But I didn't hear anything after that. Right. The one of the people that were with me said after that, the cop said, pussy, it said, keep walking, pussy. And if you turn around, I'm going to fight you. The cops said the that The cop said that. Now, so you turned around. So I stopped. I turned around <laughs> and I said, did you just tell me to keep walking? I didn't hear the other part. By right. The way. I'd like, did you just tell me to keep walking? Right. Like that's some kind of attitude for the cops right now. Right. And then I kept walking at that point, like right. at that point, because they, like, they were probably 30 feet away from me. Right. And. Like they were a ways away, so like it was a, it was yelling back and forth basically. Right. But I kept walking. I'm like, and, and, I'm, and I'm pissed now. Right. Now I'm pissed. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Yeah. So I keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, and I finally get to the end where the other part where the cops were, right. where they have the street blocked off at, and hold like on, a I, half mile away. By the way, I saw no less than 15 cop cars in the walk I did there. Right. There are 15 cop cars all around, and again, I don't know why this is yet. I don't right. know who got in the accident yet. Or anything like that. So I walk up to the intersection and then I see this one guy, the civilian, walk up to the cop. Or I thought he was a civilian. I see him do the show his wallet thing. Right. Which is I'm showing my badge. Right. And says, I just live right over there. Right. And the cop let him through. 
<laughs> and I lost it. Oh, fuck yeah. I lost it. I turn around and I start, and the cops were closer this time. Right. And I'm like, oh, so you're going to let him in because he's a fucking cop, but the rest of us can't get into our fucking houses? I'm like, this is bullshit. I can't believe you're going to, and then cop come, and then that cop heard me right. and comes over to me. He's like, well, how do you know he's not part of the accident? You don't, you, you don't know what he's, you don't know what he's doing. And he's trying to control the conversation. Right. Like he was trying to browbeat me. Yeah. And I'm not in no. any fucking mood to have it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. You're fucking lying to me. And I'm like, you're a fucking liar. That guy, you're just letting him in because he's a fucking cop. I guess it's rules for thee, but not for the, for, but not for me, huh? Like I'm just, and I'm fucking pissed. Right. And he's like, "Are you gonna shut up and talk? Or are you gonna shut up and let me talk? Or are you gonna keep talking?" I go, "No, I'm gonna keep talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep talking right now." Yeah. And then he turned around and said goodbye, right? And just turned around at that point. <laughs> and I'm just, and so I pick up my stuff and I'm like, "I don't want to go to jail today. I don't want to go to jail today." He backed off. At this point, I might as well just get in my car and fucking go because I got my crew. I got to get the fuck out of here. Right. So I get out of there. I, get, I put the stuff in the car and I'm getting up. And as soon, and I, ha- I have a, I got a new phone. Right. So I have an earpiece. I have a wireless earpiece, and I have it in my thing. As I'm pulling up, the cop's like, and take that earpiece out of your ear. I'd hate to have to give you a ticket for that. Didn't say anything at that point. Just took the earpiece out. Fuck, kept driving. Oh, and, yeah. And, that, and, yeah. Don't get me wrong. That would have been the one that triggered me. Yeah. yeah. I was fucking so fucking. I'm like, is that really a law? Like, I asked somebody in the car, is that really a law? They're it's like, not. Yeah. Oh, it's not? Oh, they said it was. Well, it, having your hearing impaired while it's it's contradictory law because a if you're going to talk on the phone in the car you're supposed to have a hands-free device which Mm -hmm. that is a hands-free device but b you're also not to have supposed to have your hearing impaired but if it was a one earpiece you you, you yeah just one earpiece yeah if you had a set of headphones on they could technically say your hearing was impaired so at any rate though i was like i'm like so i I drove i drove away and that that was the end of the incident i mean it was a nice little yelling match with the cop right there right because i'm just like i'm like you're letting him in Oh yeah, because he's a cop. He's, yes. like, well, he's, he's he's doing the investigation. I'm like, you got 30 cops out there. Right. He's not doing the investigation. Yeah. He's you know he, he was trying to make me feel bad. And again, I didn't understand why all the cops had this attitude. Now I found out why. Yeah. What the fuck? That okay. None of this re- sounds right. Who the was in the accident? Why? It was a cop, and it was a drunk driver that killed him. Oh, that was the one. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. here's the thing. Look. Well, hang on a second. I, I do want to say this. If that was a civilian that was killed by a drunk driver, they would have blocked it off where you said. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's the point, though. Yeah. The point is, look, I don't want this. Look, this guy was out there doing his job, and he died. Right. It's, and it's, I feel bad for that. I don't want the sad, guy to be it's, dead. It's I, tragic. It's yeah. unfortunate. But guess what? He's no more special because he had a shiny piece of metal on his chest. That's right. That's yes. exactly right. Is that you, you, you blocked off the world for one of your boys. Yes. You, would, you, would, you, would have, you wouldn't have diverted traffic if it would have been somebody else. Right. You'd have left them dying You there. would have closed a lane. Yeah, that's right. You would have closed the lane, and that's all you'd have done. Yeah. That's the thing that pisses me off about it is the overreaction that you didn't need to have because you blocked off. Like, there were mothers trying to pick up their kids from school, right. and the cop would say, walk. Yeah. And it's like, right. there is nothing going on. That's a side street. And see, that is why if look, if you're any way related to law enforcement out there, that is why people are starting to fucking hate you. Because you just, in that incident, the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office ruined, you know, a thousand people's day, you know, unnecessarily. And we get it. It's sad. We don't want cops to die. We don't want that. It's unfortunate. But if it was any of us, you wouldn't have thought twice about it. You would have done your job, got it done, you know. Probably made some jokes. Yeah, yeah. Would have been, you know, not yelling it, not threatening, you know, keep walking, pussy, or I'll kick your ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, you're a fucking gang. 
Is you what acted it is. like a gang. You just acted been. just like a fucking gang, mm-hmm. like a criminal bunch of fucking thugs, and that is what pisses us off. I wanted to start today's show with um, a listener message. Okay. Now, I'm going to have to encrypt the message a little bit, so I'm not going to be able to say it fully because I want to keep the anonymity of the listener intact in giving this message. Okay. But at the same time, I did want to at least kind of, it was a very nice message too, by the way. Okay. So this is from, uh, let's just say, um, Jill. I think I finally understand your undying hatred of Trump fans. I don't really feel like I have an undying hatred of Trump fans, but I think I understand the point she was making. I have an endless amusement with them. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. I've always found them a bit odd, and occasionally I get annoyed with them when they come to our uh, meetings. But tonight we we had our meeting with some patriots because so-and-so's out of town. And -and so-and-so was the main speaker. After being locked in a room with 75 75 of these people for two hours, including singing Proud to be an American and the Pledge of Allegiance and the Star-Spangled Banner and watching a video about how vaccines kill people, I wanted to blow my brains out. The mass Karens and the anti-mass Karens, as I call the two sides, are just as obnoxious and I hate them both equally. (laughs) <laughs> they both say yeah. you are evil for either wearing or not wearing a mask and getting or not getting a vaccine or daring to disagree with them on any other issue. I don't blame you one bit for running away from politics. I'm glad you seem to be recovering more of your sanity each week on the show because I know you weren't doing well for a while. Been there, done that myself, and I know what a deep pit it is to get out of. Yeah, Jill, well, uh, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> You are, you are. Uh, I would say two thirds on your journey to uh, full on anarchism. Yeah. So I just, I just wanted to. I, I when I got that message, I just it was. It, you know what? Here's the thing. It made me so happy. Right. That even when I wrote that, I'm like, oh, thank you very much. I really do appreciate the comments and stuff like that. It means a lot to me. I don't think that the, the amount that it that I appreciate how sincere the comment, you were, you, you you couldn't convey how how much you meant. You meant it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. I had to mean it by like starting the show with it. Right. And yeah. being like, I really do appreciate that. And I think that it's, uh, it really meant a lot when I saw it. Yeah. So thank you very much, Jill. Yeah, it, it really is easier and easier these days as the, you know, the political battle lines become just so absolutely ridiculous. Um, and the, the people who, follow and uh, live the dogma of the various political sides, um, you know, it, it's, it becomes that much easier to just say, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I want nothing to do with any of this, you know, and that's uh, inevitably, I think uh, that's what happens to a lot of thinking people. You know what I'm saying? People who are paying enough attention to realize, Oh, this is just a shit show no matter what. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it has as much to do with the people who support it as the people who are in power. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the tribalism has got to go. If you really want to come up with any solutions, but you're not gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. No, no, no. Tribalism doesn't need to go. It needs to get much, much, much more extreme (laughs) (laughs) until Mad Max is at the top of the chart. Okay. So hold on. Okay. So you've already brought this up and I wasn't going to start here. (laughs) I know, but it it was a good segue. We needed to go here though. Right. So I think what we need is we really need to get, and I'm going to, this isn't the name we finalize it with. Okay. This is the name I'm starting with. Yeah, this is just an idea we're fleshing out. Okay, here. so we need a dystopian future chart. Right, 
Right. Okay. And so I, I, let's, I, hold on. Let's start with the name first, though. Okay. Is dystopian future chart the correct terminology that I, we need to use? I don't know that it is. And uh, I, think, I think we should open it up to listeners for suggestions. But let me just throw out what, like, the, the picture I have in my mind. Okay. Okay. So, like, it's, um, I'm, I'm picturing, like, a, a board with a bunch of those fundraiser thermometers on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Like, like as as it gets closer to that, the, the mercury, so and so, so called, in the thermometer, the fundraising thermometer increases. And so you've got like Matrix, Terminator, Mad Max, Idiocracy. Walking Dead. W- walking Dead. Do you want to go with the Walking Dead? I'm more of a fan of 28 Days Later, but I guess we can do Walking Dead. I feel like Walking Dead has earned more of the moniker than 28 Days Later. You know why? Because I just don't fear the Walking Dead. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All it's right. like if, if you can like outwalk them. There's like, you know, that's just Saturday. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the mall. <laughs> you well, know? I think that, but I don't think the 28 days later is going to be as realistic of as a dystopian future as the walking dead is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. Cause the walking dead is kind of like if you combined idiocracy with 28 days later, you'd get the walking dead. Yeah. All right, right, so we can call it that. Hold on, hold on, real quick though. I do want to see if I can, can if I can convince you to make or Cassandra one correction. trigger. We gotta or have Cassandra a, trigger, we gotta have Cassandra trigger on there too. All right, so let me see if I can convince you of one thing though. Okay, you had all the thermometers going up, right? Right. What if they were all going sideways like it's a race? Oh, and then, yeah. Like we can, you know, they they overtake each other. Oh my God! Like the carnival game where you squirt water at the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like the carnival. Yes, game. I like love the carnival. It. Game. I love it. So you I prefer sideways? I, I prefer sideways now. Yeah. So that was just kind of like my my uh, first rough idea, but yours is better. So and each one has like a little moniker. A so little like moniker. one's got the Terminator. Yeah. You know, another one's got uh, you know. Ow, my balls. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, of course, a zombie. You got to do a zombie. Yeah. And then you got to do... The Terminator. Like, uh, well, we did the Terminator. And you got to do like a... Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking like a, uh, you know, um, muscle car with spikes on it for uh, the Mad Max future. Yes. You know, something like that. Uh, yeah, I like and it. And we need to make a website like the debt chart. Yes. Yes, and it's constantly, you know, ticking up. Yeah, yeah, and it's just moving. And you just add <laughs> yeah. the articles that allow you to go to m- which one moves, and then you do that. All right, well, th- now it sounds like a lot of work, so uh, I'm not doing that, but it's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> this should be easy. Uh, yeah, yeah, for uh, someone who cares. Oh, okay. You know, someone who's care. willing to put the work. No, I love the idea, I, and I, I would love if somebody did that. Now, hold on a second, though. <laughs> so, But hold on, let's get, let's get back to this. Okay. This dystopian future chart. Do you have a better name than that? I feel like that needs work, um, but um, oh, the race to dystopia. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's it. Well, hold on. Would you just put that at the top? Hmm? Yeah, like the race to dystopia, and then dystopian future, or chart? maybe the 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 great dystopian race, or something like that. Huh. Yeah, when you say it that way, it sounds like a, a race of people, you know. Um, yeah, something to that effect. I think we're close. We're close. You think we're close? Yeah, we'll put that out to the listeners. Uh, you know, go on our, what social media do we have left? Do we have any social media left? <laughs> I don't know. I don't look at any of it. Facebook. We have Facebook. All right, go well, to. Hold on, you have Facebook and Patreon. Oh, okay. You can do it on Patreon. You can leave I mean, you comments can, on there. You can there? leave comments on Patreon. Okay, well, uh, choose your uh, choose your social media platform and leave us some comments on, on what we should well, do actually, with that. Well, actually, you only have two choices. You have. Oh, for fuck's sake, dude. You have Facebook or Pan. Or go to Trump's blog. Okay, 
<laughs> and tell him. I'm sure he'll get the information to us. <laughs> Holy shit. I stumbled across some previously uh, unreleased, never commercially released tracks by some really great artists uh, that were out there. And what I thought would be cool is, uh, you know, instead of just, you know, using them as bumper music, I wanted to play these tracks and see if you could figure out the artist. Okay. All right. And so you haven't heard any of these. I didn't even put them in the show notes, so you can you know play them in advance. So I couldn't cheat. You couldn't cheat. Yeah. So uh, let's let's just get straight to it. And you folks can play along at home. I'm going to play a track. Each track is going to be about a minute long. It's going to be a, a a clip of a song. And you probably never heard these songs before because, like I said, they they were never on any studio albums or anything like that. These are like you know uh, just you've never heard them. So let's go ahead and, and uh, start with the first one. And, and the goal here is to tell me the artist. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Good call. Good song. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, so so you, I'm one I'm one to know right now. Okay, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you you said on that one. All right, um, and you said I was right. Uh, yeah, well the uh, the next one's a little more obscure, uh, so we'll uh, we'll go ahead and play that one. Well, you know I got no idea. I got nothing to say. It's all wrong, and I like to get on going. I think Alicia Keys. No. No. Erica Badu. <laughs> think a little older. You got me on this one. Okay. All right. We'll we'll save that one. For no, the no. End. Tell me. Tell me the name. No, I'm not going to tell you now. Come on. I, tell we're going to save it for the end. We'll save it for the end. Damn it. All right. One and one. Okay. Good song though. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one here. Uh, I don't think you'll have any trouble with this one. This one's going to be pretty easy. It's funky. Now, we got a little problem because we only have a mono channel here, but... Should be able to get it from the guitar work. Jimi Hendrix. Kind of unmistakable guitar there, is it not? Yeah. But crazy, that's never been released, huh? Why has it never been released? I don't know why. I'll tell you at the end. There's a there's a good reason at the end. Okay. All right. Uh, next one, I know you're going to get pretty quickly. Metallic.
Okay, kind of an easy one, huh? Yeah. All right. And the last one, I actually, I think you'll, you'll find this one pretty easy, too. Danzig. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. Nirvana. Was it really Nirvana? Wow. That's a great song. I've been listening to this one over and over again. Love that song. Good song. Great song. All right. So, uh, what what did you say you got? How many of those? Mm, three and one. Um, well, actually, you got zero correct. Why? Because every single one of those songs was completely AI generated. Oh, <laughs> yes, one hundred percent AI generated. Now they were performed by a tribute band in each case. The second one was, of course, the, the first okay, one. Okay, so it was real people singing. Yes, but the every single note, every single lyric, every single composition, the bass line, the percussion line, the melody, the rhythm line, all 100% computer generated by AI systems. And these songs, uh, these five songs, were generated by two different systems uh, in this case. One was the Ava AI, and the other was Google's Magenta. And it's absolutely stunning. What they did is they essentially, they, they taught these, um, you know, advanced uh, neural networks, uh, you know, these advanced algorithms, taught them music, essentially. And then what they did is they took a specific artist's catalog and said, listen to this and then make me a song in that style. Whew. And that's what they did. Oh. Five years ago, that could have never happened. Oh. But as of, you know, all these were recorded in late uh, 2020, early 2021. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is the future. And we're, we're getting so close on voice synthesis, uh, synthesis, <laughs> synthesizing. <Whoa>. <laughs> You're right. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that pretty soon, computers will be able to do this without any human intervention whatsoever you won't need humans to actually sing the vocals you know um but yeah i, I found this absolutely astounding and anyone if you're out there thinking that oh well ai is not going to take over my job really if ai can perform you know the works of some of our greatest musical artists 
then yeah, <laughs> they could do your job better than you. If not today, five years from now, maybe even 10 years from now, but yeah, these things are getting so smart so fast. Can you believe that? I mean, here's the thing. I feel a little bit better knowing that, hold on. So they sang the song and then art, other artists like drummed it and guitars and all that other stuff. Like they did the, like AI only generated like the sheet music and the lyrics. Correct. Correct. AI wrote and composed the song. And, and uh, you know, I, I saw an interview with the ones that did the Nirvana track and they said, yeah, the AI did everything. We just followed verbatim the instructions. Yeah. So they performed it, but they performed it in the same way that a cover band would do it. You know what? Okay. Okay. So you know what the one part is that, that kind of gets me on this one hmm. is that one of those songs was Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately on the Jimmy, like, it kind of makes me feel like there's no Santa Claus at this point. Right. Right. Like how in the fuck did you redo Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. And they did. You know, and some of the most, uh, you know, some of our greatest artists. We played the Jimmy one again. All right. Well, the Jimmy one is bad because we only have a, uh, a mono feed on that, and it's very dual channel, so you can't really hear his singing much, uh, but you can at least. Yeah, but I'm more thinking on the guitar side. Yeah. Let... I like that song, though. Oh, yeah. It's. it's... It's amazing. You know, if we could... How we do that? I mean, that little bend right there. A computer program that bend. Okay, here's the thing. No human intervention. Here's dude. the thing. If we could just confine AI to remaking songs from artists that are dead, I got to tell you, I'd be all in favor of AI. Well, here's the thing. You're only one step away from replacing artists. <sighs> you know? If I can get some crunchy ass shit like that, though, man, I'm not necessarily opposed oh to it. Now. Jesus Christ! I know I'm probably taking you, the wrong. You are I'm taking the wrong thing out of this. Are you and but you people played some like crunchy you shit, man. Are the reason that humans will be extinct someday? <laughs> but so what happened was is that I was asked this week to be the godfather of a little girl named Riley, and nice. so I have accepted, and. Uh, it's it's actually funny. She's a cute kid. She's just she's just adorable. Like she's only like you know five six years old, man. She's not even you know she's she's just little. But she's like Alex, are you my daddy now? <laughs> like I'm the Godfather. We're it's waiting like, for the test results I was like, to come I'm back. I'm the Godfather. <laughs> she's like, okay. How are you doing? Oh, so, that's sweet. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. funny actually. I liked it. Yeah. Now hold on. We were supposed to get to this last week. Well, I, I just I have to say this. Um, you know. I will pray every night for her uh, actual parents' continued health because God help that child if you have to raise her. <laughs> yeah, but Danielle, be, Danielle loves to get a little kid too. So okay, well, that's good. Yeah, you, good. Got, you at least got back. I won't there. be by myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a better idea that way. So, but we wanted to get to this one from last week, and I didn't know what it meant at the time. I know now, but I want to ask like I don't know. Why did you write human milk on the show notes? Oh, it was a uh, idea that I had uh, 
uh, went high last week. <laughs> and uh, as most great ideas, well, are. you know, I was just wondering. You know, there's there's so many weird stigmas in the world, and you know, we currently have no problem drinking the milk of a completely different species. You know, or several different species. But there's some type of weird taboo with human milk. And I was thinking, you know, why don't we have, you know, human milk in the store, human milk, uh, you know, cheese, uh, butter, you know, things like that. It just it makes no sense to me why there's a taboo around that. And there's not. I mean, you know, people are lactose intolerant and have all types of problems with uh, milk from other animals. But if it's human milk, I mean, I I don't think I've ever heard of a, a story of a a uh, infant uh, you know having an adverse reaction to human milk i'm sure it's happened in very rare cases but you know so i was just trying to i was just struggling with the idea of why that is a taboo you know like like for example when my wife was was breastfeeding i tried to get in there every chance i could that that shit tastes great you know <laughs> but <laughs> she didn't offer it up very often you know it's like honey I, I need some creamer for my coffee here can you help me out get the fuck out of here <laughs> you know so that didn't work out too well but you know my point is is why the taboo i just i i don't i honestly don't understand the taboo in that okay i think that the taboo comes into play and again i don't know this for sure but i'm going to just gauge a guess as the taboo is that if you know how we get the milk from cows right i think there's probably something that is and again, maybe wrong, but is dehumanizing to stick a woman on a machine that would suck the <laughs> that would suck the uh, that would suck the milk out no, of her. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about uh, <laughs> putting women in pens and hooking them up to milking machines. Well, no, no. Even you know, if you but while they're the, gnawing on some hay. <laughs> yeah, but they just don't get that much though. Like, okay, a woman. Ha- if I'm not mistaken here, scientifically, <laughs> a woman can't just give milk whenever. No. There has to be something going on in her body. Well, she has to have been pregnant. And also continue nursing. Yeah. So essentially, what happens? Because the milk is, keeps coming. Then at that point, as long as you as, keep, as long as you keep, yeah, uh, you know, uh, doing it, um, you know, keep milking. Uh, eventually, it'll dry up if you stop. You know, that's just the natural progression of things. Yeah, because yeah. you don't need it anymore, apparently. Um, but no, I'm I'm not thinking like that. I mean, we have you know blood donations, we have plasma donations, we have sperm donations, we have all kinds of other bodily fluids that we we donate and end up in other people's bodies. What is the stigma around breast milk? I don't know for sure. Like I said, I'm just gauging a guess. Because I would this totally one. buy some some now, breast milk now, and cheese. Well, and let me butter ask you a question like though. That. What is your what is your purchasing? Look, are you going for the good taste or are you looking for the hot woman? As which one you're going to? No, like, this no. puts a mixture. This puts the picture of the milk crate. In a whole different direction. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. Do you put like a sexy chick on the milk crate? No. I, I from my perspective, there's nothing. Se- well, I guess there could be something sexual about it. But if I'm going to buy some butter in a grocery store, there's no sexualization of the butter. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just no. Um, but yeah, I would think that. You know, I can't if, believe we're having this conversation. I, I know it's it's a strange conversation, but you know, it, it would you would think it would be far healthier. Because it's literally designed for humans. Well, that's true. You know, that's a, and that's a good point, by right. the way. Like when you said it to me last week after the show and you made that point of like, I'm like, you know what, man, that's not a bad point. Right. There's just something that's it's, instinctually taboo about it. Though. I, and I don't understand why. 
and neither do I. But you yeah. do understand that there is something. I, I do. I get the taboo. I just uh, there's no logic. And personally, I don't have the taboo because I'd be totally fine with it. Um, but I, I understand that it is there. Um, but I, it doesn't make any sense as to why. There's no rational reason why that would be taboo. Okay. All you right. Know? Fair enough. It, it, unless it's just save it for the kids. <laughs> you know. Maybe that's it. It's like, it's like tricks. Like tricks are for kids. Exactly. Yeah. Breast milk. Breast milk. Yeah. Just for Tits kids. Tits are for kids. Tits are, <laughs> Tits are not just for kids, by the way. Never, <laughs> never say that on air here again. That is not, that is, that is foreboding. Yeah.